Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of the podcast. You're listening to Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee and myself as we're talking investing, finance, and retirement. And this week, it's tax consequences. We are into late January uh, in the first quarter of 2021, and people start thinking about taxes, uh, tax prep, getting ready for April, all that jazz. But of course, if you're working with Sean or if you've listened to our show before, you know that tax planning is really a bit more important. That's something that we try to do all year long, not just that uh, you know that thing we do every April when we eat to the last minute and right. scramble around to pay the government. So we're going to talk tax consequences on some different things today. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Living the dream, just uh, <laughs> rock star. <laughs> living the dream, baby. Li- living the dream here in Salt Lake City. There you go. I like that. You guys, uh, how's the kids doing? The uh, in the throes of winter, bumming that they can't do anything with baseball. No, we're we're rolling. Um, oh, that's right. You've so, got that 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 facility. You guys get to practice in. Yeah, good buddy of mine. We're very fortunate that he, as he's building a new building for his company. Yeah, he built a massive warehouse in the back that's got. You know, they put a gym in it for his employees and things like that. He he really t- does a great job with his with his employees, and he was gracious enough to put some turf in for us, some cages. And and so we're we've been practicing two days a week since December. That's cool. And, and I mean, the kids can't do basketball this year. They haven't. Right. Gives them they, an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing that. And then my son still, he's full in throws of of playing comp soccer right now. Okay. So, All right. Very cool. Uh, activities are are rolling for us, and it's it's been. It's well, been different, good, man. Because they masks. Need, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but they. I mean, kids. They just got to have outlets, man. So. They need to be around their buddies. And yeah. my daughter is, my heart breaks for my daughter because she, this was her first year of cheer. Mm. She was really amped up. She loved it. Well, they only got to cheer in, I think, two football games. Mm, they can't, right. yeah. they can't be at the basketball games. They can't. So really all they can do is practice. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to do a virtual competition or something. Okay. So, so they get some camaraderie a little bit, but yeah. yeah. And it, you know, and it, you know, I mean, I'm I'm almost 50 here and it's like I look at this stuff that's happening and you know, we want to, you know, keep our kids safe, but at the same time you're, like you said your heart kind of breaks cuz you're like, you know, this is, you know, I remember how much I loved, you know, you, you, my childhood and elementary school and you know, you know, even though we all struggle sometimes in high school. I mean, I liked high school for the most part, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's interesting that and it's kind of it's kind of sad that they have to go through some of this stuff, but I guess that's the modern world right now. You know, if, if hopefully it's short term, right? Short, I mean, yeah, exactly. We're hopefully we're into the short rows now, and, and each day in twenty twenty one will get a little bit better. That's the uh, that's the hope anyway. Right. Well, let's talk tax consequences. As I mentioned, so different types of accounts, Sean, have different kinds of tax consequences, and as we get closer to <laughs> April, uh, people start to bring some of these things up. So let's talk about some advantages, disadvantages, and different types of accounts how you use them, don't use them, so on and so forth. So first of all, tell us what tax-deferred accounts are. Sometimes people get a little confused when we hear those, when we hear that kind of lingo. It seems pretty obvious, but some people do get a little confused. So what is a tax-deferred account? So think about, you know, those are your 401ks, your IRAs, your 403bs, TSPs, right. anything that's a qualified retirement account through, you know, as in the eyes of the IRS. And what happens with a tax-deferred account? If you think about it, you're you get a tax deduction right up front, which a lot of people like. You know, as you're working, you know, the idea is well, great. I I get to save some taxes. I get to I get to put money away, and it's not seen as taxable income. And then it grows tax deferred, so you don't pay taxes on any of the growth as it's growing. 
but then when you start to pull money out at you know the the proper ages and which I'll go in in a second you are taxed at your ordinary income and, and so you know think about the idea you know if you're a farmer you're, you're taxing the harvest of your money and when you're putting money away there's some specific rules that the government says and, and it says hey you can't touch any of this money till you're 59 and a half right if you do beforehand you have a 10% penalty but we also at age 72 now we want you to pull some money out. We're going to require you to pull some money out. Now, there are some benefits to tax-deferred accounts. You get the tax deduction up front. The one thing you have to remember, and there's a, a common misconception out there that, oh, don't worry, you'll be in a lower tax bracket <laughs> right. down yeah. the road. Right. But nobody can... can I'm guarantee 40. it, right? Yeah. yeah. If you could guarantee me at, at my age 60 that I will be in a lower tax bracket based on where future tax law is going to be, then I would know that that's a good decision. But the thing that I can't control, I can't control what the government's going to do. I, I know where taxes are going to be over the next five years. And there's a lot of you know arguments about, oh, well, or it's going to change. Yeah. And yeah. But I have an idea of what that current tax law looks like. I have no control over what happens from 2026 and beyond. And I have no clue. So yeah, and a lot of times we, we so when you're thinking about tax deferred accounts, folks, it's basically you know you're the government's waiting on their money. They're they're fine for you to you know cut them their share later on, and so it's when the, when you take the money out that you're going to have to pay them, and that's where people sometimes tend to forget because if you think about it, you know you could have had that money sitting there 30, 40 years, Sean, and you've mm-hmm. kind of forgotten along the way that you're watching it grow and it's really cool and it's neat to see it grow, and you go wow, let's I don't know, let's just use an easy number. We we'll say I got a million bucks, and it's like. No, you've got less because you got a partner waiting on, you know, possibly up to, you know, 30% or so. You're talking, you might have 700,000 bucks. Yeah, after know. tax. After and, tax, right. And that's where a lot of tax planning needs to come in place because I see, and, and this isn't anybody's fault. It's the marketing machines have done a great job of saying tax deferred, tax deferred, pre-tax money. And so the majority of America, a big chunk of America has money in tax deferred accounts because that's what they've been told to do. Well, Sean, shouldn't we also, I mean, to a degree, I mean, these are very useful tools. Don't, I don't want to get people to have us wrong here because especially if you're getting, a, you know, employee match, I mean, hey, take the mm-hmm. free money, right? You should definitely, I mean, should people be using 401ks and IRAs and stuff, especially when it comes to the matching, but also then look at some other alternatives for tax, you know, planning purposes? Absolutely. I mean, I would, I would be a fool to tell you to not get 100% of the match that you could. Exactly. So, Other people's money is fantastic. <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, uh, I'll take money. I'll exactly. take free money. Yeah. And you know, when, you, when you look at the free money from your employer, you know, what do you have to put in? So sometimes you've got to put in, you know, maybe I've got to put in 3% to get yeah, 3%, three, five, or 6%, six whatever, percent yep. to get 3 Well, if I've got to put in 6 to get the maximum that they'll give me at 3 I'm putting in 6% because I want 3% that extra 3% from the, the right. company, because that's a 50% return on my money day one. Yeah, exactly. And so there are a lot of benefits there that what we get caught up in is, I'm going to shove everything into that bucket, that tax deferred bucket, mm-hmm. and not worry about taxes until down the road. Yeah. And then, so another option might be to look at the tax consequences, the advantages or disadvantages of going with a tax-free account. And typically on this avenue, Sean, we tend to think of the IRA's cousin, the Roth IRA. Yeah. I mean, the Roth is, we talk about the IRA and the tax deferred accounts, you tax the harvest. Well, with the Roth IRA, the seed of your money is taxed. So I pay taxes before I put the money in. 
I so see. I like that idea to me because I like to feel the just get the pinch over with, right? It's like getting a shot, you know. Just go ahead and do it now because you're going to forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. Take the money now and just roll on. And then there's that extra benefit to your point earlier is that right now we know what that tax rate is. Yeah, or I'm done. I know. I mean, we're at, at, at pretty low tax rates right now as well. So yeah, you know, I'm I'm done. I, I pay the taxes. The money grows tax deferred, and under current law, it comes out tax free. Right. So, so that million dollars to my point earlier might actually be a million dollars, you know, 35 years from now or whatever. It, exactly. And, and there are companies now that are coming out with uh, our firm as an, as an example, we have a tax deferred option and we have a tax free option in our 401k. So a lot of companies are providing this Roth 401k option where after tax money can go into it. Mm-hmm. Now, in most cases, the company match will still go tax deferred because there's a benefit to the company to do that. What? But fine. I mean, it's, it's free money anyways. And so putting money into that Roth 401k option in a lot of cases, especially if you're younger, may, could make a lot of sense potentially. Yeah, definitely so. Okay. So that's a couple of the main ones there. And again, there's consequences. There's advantages and disadvantages to both. Now, we talked about the tax deferred, tax free. Sometimes people get a little confused with the after tax or taxable accounts. What is that? So the after tax accounts are just say, hey, I, I've I got paid in my paycheck. I paid all my taxes. I've got money sitting in my savings account. So I'm going to go out and take some money out of my savings account. I'm going to buy some mutual funds or some stocks or whatever it may be with after-tax dollars. Now, depending on what type of investment you buy, whether it's funds or individual stocks or you know ETFs, that will determine kind of the tax liability that you have based on the types of investments you you purchase. Okay. But they're just investments that are that are purchased at with after tax dollars that I could, you know, I have a stock account that's after tax. I could sell those stocks tomorrow and I could get the cash back even though I'm under retirement age. So it's it's completely liquid. You just have to be willing to, you know, take the risk of do I sell at a high point or low point, whatever gotcha. it may be, and mm. you can get your cash back. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the bank. You mentioned that. So like CDs, tax consequences there. I can't imagine there's much because there's just not much going on with, you know, bank accounts. But anything to, to, for us to know there? Well, with CDs, it, it's dependent on the wrapper that you put around a CD. It's basically so, like income, right? Yeah. So a CD is just a tool. So it's just a vehicle to put money in. So I could actually have... I could have an after-tax CD. I oh, could have a okay. Roth CD, or I can have an IRA CD. Oh, okay. Um, I can have a CD under each umbrella, and so depending on what umbrella I put it on, if mm-hmm. it's tax deferred, it's you know I pay taxes when it comes out. If it's taxable, I the way that a CD works. So if, if it's after-tax money, I pay taxes on the year that interest is accrued. So if I earn you know two thousand dollars of interest in my after-tax CD. I pay ordinary income taxes on that money okay. in the year gotcha. that I accrue it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, life insurance, is there anything there from a tax consequence standpoint? I think I know sometimes life insurance can get a little confusing as well. You know, life insurance, the death benefit is tax-free. Okay. Uh, in most cases, not all. There's some you know, qualified plans and things like that. But in most cases, life insurance death benefit comes out to the beneficiary completely tax-free. They don't have to worry about taxes on, the, on that big you know, $500, $600, $800 million death benefit. If there's cash inside of the, the life insurance policy where they have cash value, that in a lot of cases will come out what's called tax-preferred. 
which there there's it can either come out in the form of a loan or withdrawal of your basis where you don't pay taxes on that money. Right. Uh, you just got to be really careful. Those if you're pulling cash out from a life insurance policy, it's got to be structured uh, properly. You know, far too often I see life insurance policies that you know the idea is huge cash value down the road. It's not structured properly. It blows up in in the client's face, and then they've got a tax liability at the end. So there's there are some the life insurance policies do have to be structured properly. Okay. All right. Well, there you go, folks. So there's some tax consequences for some different uh, vehicles for some different financial products. And again, as with anything, if you've got questions or concerns, always check with a qualified professional before you take any action. But uh, if you're thinking about how you want to plan for the future, tax planning uh, is really a crucial component of a good retirement plan. And that's what Sean and his team do every day is, is they build retirement plans for folks. So if you need some help, got some questions, 855-50-RETIRE is the number to call. 855-50-RETIRE. Get on the calendar, have a conversation. Subscribe to our podcast if you'd like to do so. We'd certainly appreciate it. You can find all the information. Uh, blog posts, all that good kind of stuff at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. That is retirementelevatedpodcast.com. Maybe you got this through an email blast or something along those lines from Sean's team. So if that's the case and you haven't subscribed, consider doing so on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, so on and so forth. And again, you can find it all at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. And I'll leave us with a, a little fun fact here, a little history fact here for uh, the month of January. Sean, you want to feel old, old-ish, I guess. Yes, 14 mm-hmm. years ago in January, the first iPhone was put out. So, 14 <laughs> years already. I had that. I had that iPhone. It was like completely metal. It was heavy as could be. <laughs> and and I, my wife and I were talking. I don't know if you remember. So when we were in college, this was you know 2000 2001. Uh-huh. Right. The Razor phone. Oh the yeah. Motorola the, Razor was, was all the. Oh rave. man, that was a great phone though. It oh, was man, really I, good. I, I loved it. I. Hey, I had a no- I had a Nokia. I'm a few years older than you, so I had one of those skinny, long, pull the antenna out Nokias. My dad had a bag phone in his car back in the '80s. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that good stuff. But I don't know why it hit me as funny, but it did with the iPhone because I had, you know, it's like time goes so quick sometimes. I'm like, oh, the smartphones have probably been around. You know, the, the you know the slick smartphones. I don't know. We've probably been on those what ten years, you know. And it's like, no, we've been on those almost fifteen at this point. So it's like, oh man, time goes by too fast. The iPhone is three years older than my daughter. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, that's our history little moment for the show as well as our podcast. Thanks, folks, for your time as always. Have a great week. Stay safe and sane. Sean, my friend, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, and we'll do it all again. All right, brother. Thank you. We'll see you next time right here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.